0: We spend a lot of time thinking about how to have conversations with the people that we care about. After all, these are the relationships that have the biggest influence in our lives. But what if we spent almost as much time thinking about the conversations we have with strangers? Could there be new experiences we're missing out on that would enrich our lives? Our question this episode How do you start a conversation with a stranger that might serve as a lead-in to friendship? Welcome to Episode 79 of How Can I Say This, where we look to build connection and community through courageous conversations. I'm your host, Beth Below, and I am so glad you're with me here today. I want to start out this episode with a huge thank you to two recent reviewers who took time to leave their thoughts on Apple Podcasts. Captivate the Room wrote, communication is hard for so many people, and this show helps everyone, no matter whether they struggle with effective communication or not. So much great information, and every episode has relatable stories and actionable techniques. We can all learn to not fear saying what we need to say, and we can all learn to say things well. Thanks to this show. I loved hearing that. Thank you so much, Captivate the Room. And a second one from Jan Ban Marie, who wrote Beth's podcast has brought me much relief, helped me with my communication, and helped me remain calm when getting my thoughts and feelings out to others. Thank you, Jan Bam Marie. Um, I am so glad that it has been, that it's brought you relief. That is um, one of the highest compliments that I feel like I can have. And I hope if you're listening, Jan Bam Marie, and anyone else who's listening, I hope that this does actually bring you some relief and especially knowledge that you're not alone in the conversation conundrums that you encounter. Um, I always hope that um, peace and calm is what you feel when you are wanting to communicate with others and make connections connection. So thank you so much for sharing that. It totally makes my day when I hear that the show is making a difference in your lives. And it keeps me coming back to make new episodes, even when things get busy, which they have been lately. I so appreciate each and every listener who sticks with me. And I especially appreciate those who take what they hear and apply it in their own lives. We can each bring more peace and compassion to this world, one conversation at a time. Before I dive into the listener question that is the focus for this episode, I want to follow up from my last episode about answering the question, how are you? I'd asked if anyone had insights to share about how that question was used or not used in any country but the United States. And I heard from Kim, who had this to share about what she noticed about different cultural responses to the question. She wrote... When I was living in Eastern Europe for three months, I realized that the people in that culture found it so weird that Americans would start a casual conversation with a stranger with, how are you? I found that if I asked someone that question, they would pause, be a little caught off guard, but then really open up. It seemed that they were definitely not used to being asked that question, especially by an acquaintance. If they did open up, they felt a closer bond. I never liked how in American culture we would flippantly ask and not care to hear the answer. I felt more comfortable socially in their cultural dynamic. I stopped asking people that question unless I had the time and space to listen. Now I just say, it's so good to see you, or how's it going today? I try to be a little bit more specific. This pandemic has made it harder to have casual conversations with customers at the farmer's market without getting too personal. And she revealed that she has a booth at her farmer's market and sells baked goods. And I could feel some empathy for that because a farmer's market is a place where you're seeing neighbors and you do tend to open up to one another. and. You also don't want it to get too personal because it's not really the setting for that. So I really appreciate the way Kim has navigated that. And I really appreciate that she shared her experience. Kim, you've confirmed an assumption that I had that how are you would elicit a different reaction outside the United States, even while I know so much depends on a person's personality, the circumstances surrounding the question, as well as the culture that they're in. So if anyone else listening to this wants to share, what is your experience with asking how are you in countries outside of the United States, please email me at beth at can I would love to hear from you. And I have to apologize in advance because I am afraid I'm going to mispronounce the listener's name that submitted this question, but I'll do the best I can. Today's episode features the listener question from Anubhav Singha, who writes, I like talking to new people, listening to their experiences in life, and hopefully making friends with them. There have been numerous occasions when I've been traveling, and I had the urge to talk to the stranger beside me, but I could never do that. Sometimes I do end up making small chit-chat, but that's all. How can I say hi and initiate a simple conversation where we share our life experiences and perspectives with each other? thank you so much for submitting this question. I really commend you for wanting to open up and connect with your fellow human beings, especially those that you don't know. I I think that that takes courage. And I say that speaking from my own personal experience of it sometimes really being a stretch to extend myself to someone that I don't know. So I find this a really interesting question. And I do read it through my lens as an introvert. And as you know, introverts, we often like to have, um, and it's not that extroverts don't, so let me just say that, but introverts tend to really want to skip the chit-chat and just get right down into the deeper conversation. And that doesn't matter if it's an acquaintance, a good friend, a family member, or even sometimes someone who's a relative stranger. We tend to want to move on to like bigger topics than the weather. So I commend Anupav for you know, wanting to make those kinds of connections. So as I was saying, you know, I look at it through my lens as an introvert, and I do enjoy hearing about people's life experiences, especially those who live very different lives than mine. And when I travel, it's likely that I will encounter exactly those kinds of people. Now, I noticed something interesting about seven years ago. I was at a conference in California, and when I was out and about, whether I was just having dinner or sitting on a bench or people watching, I was downright chatty. (laughs) And for an introvert, that's not really a a common thing. Um, But there was something liberating about talking with strangers, since we had no history and I would assume no future. So, if I said something goofy or asked a weird question or didn't say anything interesting at all, the interaction would soon be over and I'd most likely never see the other person again. To Anupav's point, when talking with strangers, we often end up in chit chat about rather superficial things. We might talk about the weather or the activity that we're both doing or something that we're both observing. I find some success in striking up a conversation with someone else that I don't know by complimenting them on something. It might be the coat they're wearing, their shoes, the purse they're carrying, the tie that they're wearing, um, a piece of jewelry, the dog that they're walking. Um, Boy, if the person has a dog, I don't even have to think about approaching them. (laughs) Which is, uh, you know, there is absolutely some dog etiquette around that that I try to abide by, but um, a dog is always a conversation catalyst. So those are all things that are observable facts. And that leads sometimes to a little story about where the person acquired the item that I'm commenting on, or what they like about it, or what it means to them. It's not a sharing of life experiences exactly, but it opens up a little window into that person's existence. And I often find myself responding with a follow-up question, if it feels appropriate, one that opens that window up just a little bit more. Or I might share my own perspective on what they've mentioned. For instance, if they got the coat at a particular store I had been to or a city I had visited, or they talk about why they love the color that I've complimented them on. And maybe I have a similar or even a very different response to that color. Those sound like very tiny, trivial matters. But for me, they make me feel a little closer to my fellow human beings in general, even if I don't form a meaningful bond with that specific person. It always gives me a reminder of our shared humanity, that we all care about something or someone, that we all like to be seen and heard by others, and that it's fun to share a piece of our lives with others, even if we never see them again. This question made me think of those times when chit chat with a stranger led to a friendship, and I do have a few examples. I'll just share one, and that is when I had just moved to a new city maybe about seven months before this event, and I was at a political caucus um, gathering for a presidential campaign. And I overheard the woman next to me talking with the person next to her about a book that I had happened to read a few years previously. And it wasn't a book that you usually hear people talking about. So I chimed in with, oh, I've read that book. And she and I got to chatting. We ended the conversation with her inviting me to be part of their book group. And I was part of that group for the next eight years until I moved again. And now I keep up with their lives via Facebook. A few other friendships have had their roots in small talk at networking events. What the book group friend and others have in common is that we were strangers at an event where there was some unifying purpose for us being there. I didn't go into the situation wanting to meet someone new with the intention of building a relationship past that event. So when that did happen, it was very natural. Um, It was very organic. If you have the urge to talk to someone you encounter while traveling, I say go for it. Unless that person is giving off clear signals that they don't want to engage, and that might include they've got their eyes closed, or maybe they're intentionally avoiding eye contact. They might be buried in their phone or in a book or have on headphones, or there's something about their body language that... You can just sense that they wouldn't be open to chatting. Unless you see some of those signs, most people welcome a bit of low-risk, transitory human connection. I'd recommend keeping it light, commenting or asking a question about something that's easily observed, like the things I mentioned before, like a piece of clothing or something in the environment that you share. If they're responsive, then you might have a bit of pleasant banter. Asking someone, are you local or do you live here? And if they do, asking for a recommendation of something, maybe a good coffee shop or a place to get a gift for someone back home, that's another way to learn something about the other person without getting overly personal. Just like the question, how are you, might be received differently depending on what culture you're in, so might trying to get past trivial small talk topics when you're speaking with a stranger. So much depends on context and timing. My suggestion for your consideration is to release any pressure or expectation that you might put on an interaction, and just let it be light. Just go ahead and let it be a little bit of chit chat. I find myself going back to something I shared a few episodes ago about the different types of relationships that we have in our lives. They're either for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Sometimes that might be on a continuum. A person starts out being in your life for a reason, which becomes a season, and that becomes a lifetime. Other times, the person might stay in one category and never move. I often assume that conversations with random strangers would fall into the friendship for a reason category. We're chatting for the sole purpose of connecting with another human being, just for the enjoyment of hearing a snippet of one another's stories. There could be times when we find ourselves clicking with that other person and the snippet becomes a saga. But I don't start out with the intention that I want to know their life story. That happens naturally if we make a meaningful connection first. My call to action for you, Abunhuf, and anyone else who might want to have more interactions with new people and make more friends, is to set the intention to be open for chit-chat anytime, anywhere. Be an observer of the people around you, and if you see something that catches your eye and they seem like they might be receptive, test the waters. Tell them how much you like their shoes or their computer bag. See if they give you anything to work with for follow-up questions. And release any expectations that the conversation will develop into anything more. Just the act of being interested in another person is giving them a huge gift. We all want to be interesting to others, but one of the ways that we become interesting is to be interested in them first. And if someone rebuffs your attempts at conversation, it's okay. It's not about you. They might just be preoccupied or tired or just not feeling very talkative. I know I felt that way at times when someone's tried to talk to me. I do my best to rally, but I don't always have it in me. And in those cases, it's not about them. It's about me and my energy and my openness. That said, you always have this opportunity to reach out to people because they most often appreciate a compliment or if you ask them a question that allows them to be helpful to you. Those are usually safe ways to initiate an interaction that might end up being a richer conversation than you'd imagine. I wish you the best of luck as you are implementing this, um, as you reach out to others. And and again, you know, it's just it's a wonderful thing to hear that uh, someone wants to take the time and extend the energy to make that kind of connection. Even if it's just a minute or two of exchanging compliments or information or a joke, those are the little micro interactions that often make our lives richer and and give us just new perspectives that we didn't have before. If you would like your communication question addressed in a future episode, you'll find the submit a question form on howcanisaythis.com. And did you know that I offer facilitation and interpersonal communications coaching services? If you'd like to learn more, you can send me a quick email at beth at Contacting me does not obligate you to anything, it just gets us connected so we can have a conversation about what you're looking for and to see if we're a good fit for one another. So please be in touch if I can be of service. And I hope you'll share this episode with any friends, family members, or colleagues that you think might find it interesting. And as I mentioned at the top of the episode, I really appreciate your reviews and ratings on whatever platform you find this podcast. And please subscribe and come back for future episodes. Be part of the movement to bring more courageous communication into the world. This is Beth Below, and you have been listening to How Can I Say This. Our podcast producer is Paul Messing, and our theme music is by Brett Anderson. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I invite you to take what you've learned here and use it to speak up, speak out, and speak courageously.